I want to have this high touch experience with my clients. I want to make it feel custom and I want it to feel really warm. And what I have realized over a course of years is actually adding these systems in place can help you do that even better. And yes, it's gonna take some work to set up. We're gonna have to figure out things, but it allows you to have the space so that you can go above and beyond. You're listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gillis, copywriter, word magic maker, and owner of What Sarah Said. On this podcast, you'll feel empowered to show up online in a way that has you saying, that's so me. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Copywriter On-Call Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Gillis, and I am clocking some on-call hours today with an industry friend of mine and owner of Joyfully Organized, Sarah Potts. Welcome to the Copywriter On-Call Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course, I'm so thrilled that you're here. I would love to just jump right in and have you introduce yourself and explain a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, awesome. So I'm Sarah, as Sarah said, and I own (laughs) Joyfully Organized. And so we are a virtual assistant agency working with creative entrepreneurs to basically help organize the back ends of businesses. So we really help with delegation and helping in admin, marketing, and support in those areas. I love that. Tell us about your team, how you've built out this team that's really built to serve us creatives who really, really need you. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, so I started my business about nine years ago as a solopreneur. So it's just myself helping small businesses. I had a couple of friends that were small business owners and they were like, hey, we're looking for admin help. And I was like, okay, this is something I can do. I partner with them and I was like, I love this. I love owning my own business. I love working with creative business owners. And since that time, it's really grown and I've been so thankful to add additional team members to bring in additional support in areas that I myself am not necessarily as experienced in. So I've been able to add team members to kind of help us with social media graphics or social media scheduling or helping with the numbers and data entry. So yeah, our team has grown. We were sitting at about, depends on the day and kind of what we're working on, but seven to nine team members. That's outstanding. And are you all kind of scattered throughout the United States or the world? Is that how it works? We are all scattered throughout the United States. We have a couple all the way on the Pacific coast. I'm based on the East coast. And then we do have a conglomerate of us here that are kind of based in Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. That's awesome. How cool that you were able to move kind of quickly from that solopreneur status. That's where I'm still at, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still just kind of a one woman show over here and move out into a team type of business where you really can say, I'm looking specifically for someone with these skills or someone who can support this type of business owner. How did you decide, oh, this is a need area for me? How did that evolve? So I was, I did the solopreneur thing for many years, like almost five of my business years. And I thought that's the way that I would always go because I love working directly with clients. That's part of my favorite thing, getting to meet creative business owners, work directly with them. And I didn't want to lose that by becoming an agency owner. And so I was like, okay, I have to figure out a way that I can do this that makes sense for what I want. But also, as I started having kids, allowed me to have more balance in my life. And so being able to be like, oh, I have to go take my kids to do this, I need someone to be able to help my clients while I'm away so that they're not losing any coverage or support that they need. So once I really started having kids, it's kind of when I was like, okay, let's think about ways that I could do this. One model is just to kind of bring additional VAs on and have them kind of work directly with clients. I was like, well, maybe I can just broaden the kind of specialties I offer so we can add additional support and then they can support them in admin ways when I'm not potentially available. 
That's good. That's really smart too. Cause yeah, I mean, personally as a service provider, I love the one-on-one -on -one connection with clients mm -hmm. and I would hate to lose that. That would be really hard for me. So I love that you found a way to kind of do both to grow and serve your clients better, but still maintain that personal connection. Yeah. The personal connection is what makes it for me in business. So I was like, I just want to connect with people and work with them and their businesses. Yeah. What is it about creatives in particular that really jives well with you and with your team? I think part of it is I am, would not class myself as a creative and I'm always completely inspired by copywriters or brand designers or photographers because I'm like, this is something that I don't have any skill set in. But what I can bring is I am super organized and analytical and that side of it. And I feel like those two skill sets tend to go really well together because I'm like, I can help you in your business in terms of organization or things that you may not have, may not want to do, things of that nature. But then I love working with you because I get inspired by everyone's creative work. And I'm like, this is fun for me because this is something that I have no skill set in. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's the ideal combination, right? You have the left brain and the right brain yeah, exactly. almost. Like, like, right? It's a real beautiful thing because as a creative myself, I need all the help when it comes <laughs> to the mathy stuff. Yes. And the, I'm supposed to do business how? What am I supposed to report to the IRS? What am I supposed to do with this? And so I think yes. that that's a really smart way to kind of partner up with people who can inspire you, but people who also really need you too. I love yeah. that. It's been really so, fun. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about why you think systems or tools are really kind of partnering with a VA for that organization, that admin type of work is so important for creative business owners today. I mean, my parents never were business owners. They've been like loyal, steady, Eddie, corporate type of employees <laughs> their entire lives. But I don't know how I would do my job without any sort of systems or backend help. So I'm curious, why do you think that's really kind of risen to the top as a real big priority for creatives today? I think there's a couple different reasons, but the one that always jumps out to me is I think it really, by having some systems and some automations in place in our business, it really helps us to up-level our services. We can provide better client experience because there's a lot of things that we can have set up in the back ends of our businesses to either run automatically or run with some triggers that allows our clients to really feel taken care of. And then it allows us the brain space and the time to go above and beyond then to add additional things for them so that they are delighted. They have the comfort of knowing these reminders are going out when they need to because they're automated, but then we can go above and beyond because we have that extra time and brain capacity to do those things. I love that. I often tell my clients who I coach, that client experience is not just giving your clients gifts. Even though everybody loves it's a fun. gift, right? <laughs> yes. Everybody loves a present. Communicating with them openly and in a timely fashion is client experience. And I love that you pulled that out because it's so important. I think we overestimate or underestimate the power of that. I think that there are opportunities to really delight your clients just by simply being yourself and by really dialing up the opportunity to just serve them by communicating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just that constant communication that they feel they can rely on, it allows them to just be like, okay, someone else has this handled. I can take a deep breath and I can focus then on what I want to be focusing on in my business. Yeah. That brain space is such a big piece for me. When I'm stuck in a creative rut and then I have admin to do on top of it, it feels like I'm just going to continue being stifled creatively. <laughs> and so the opportunity to say, Ooh, you've got that. I can focus on getting creatively inspired. I can go 
be in nature. I can go read a book. I can go get inspired in some sort of other way and just know that you've got it in terms of all of the backend stuff, all of the organization stuff, and that my clients are still cared for. That's a beautiful situation. Yeah. And that's where I want everyone to be because even myself, we all started our own businesses with this idea of what we wanted to provide. But being a business owner, there's a thousand things on our plates at any given time. And it's a lot to mentally juggle and have to be doing. Absolutely. So I love the idea of bringing some personality and some authenticity to systems and tools, right? I mean, I use a CRM, I have schedulers, I have a project management platform, all of these things that feel like they can be really stiff and automated and not friendly. And I try to infuse personality and authenticity into these types of tools. So it still feels like me, but why do you think that that's, that's a task? Why do you think that that's so important and something that we really should tackle and prioritize as creatives? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of one of the things I want to touch on, you just based on what you said, is infusing personality. And so we can use CRMs. And I even will say this, when you had all the reminders for me to show up, first of all, I felt like, okay, I'm on this. I got these reminders, but they have your personality in them. And you know, when I'm doing like kind of setups or helping clients, if they're a GIF person, we'll put GIFs in all their emails mm. or we'll add colors to the text. You can make what are called automated emails have personality so they're not just a typical standard template. We can have it use the language you typically use or use colors or fonts or things like that to make it feel like it aligns with who you are as a business owner and what you want to be communicating. And by setting it up once or making edits over time, you don't have to worry about it and know that these things are just being taken care of, but that are coming out in your voice and in your style. That's so important. I love that I'm doing an okay job yes. at that. So yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Kudos. But I also love, it can be as simple as just changing the font color, or it can be as simple as just putting in a cute little gift that makes you giggle. I love the idea of really taking the time to infuse personality and authenticity into these systems that we all rely upon. What does your process look like when it comes to getting to know the clients that you serve and getting to know their personalities enough to bring that to life? Because obviously I love that. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I will say it normally takes a little bit of time as you might expect for us to really get to know a client and their business and the way that they like to communicate. One of the things that we do, especially in the first one to kind of three months that we're working with someone is we love to hop on calls at least once a month because we can talk through projects and things. But as we're talking to them, we get to know what words do they typically like to say? What is their general personality? How do they like to communicate? Another thing that we do is we love to follow them on social media. We'll check out their website. We'll kind of just see like, you can get a really good sense of someone's personality by what kind of words are they using? What colors are they using? Are they very casual and personal or do they tend to have more of a professional brand? So we'll kind of use those as just cues to kind of tell us how they tend to like to communicate so that if we're communicating on behalf of them to clients or helping with customer service emails, things of that nature, we try to really capture that the way that they're generally responding to their clients. I love that. And I love that you said it kind of takes time. It's like a slow burn almost, right? It, it's, it really requires some posturing to get into someone else's brain space and to mm -hmm. get into their brand voice. And so I love the tips and tricks that you shared because honestly, it's a big part of what I do as well, right? When I write for clients, even if it's a VIP day, I have to accelerate that process. And so I have a lot of work on the front end to really immerse myself in that person's voice, whether it's social media or getting my hands on a lot of different 
types of their writing, whether it's things that customers are saying about them and about their client experience, or really just trying to get to know who they are as people and their heart for serving. And so I love that that's a process for you guys too. I think that too often we as creatives think, oh, well, I'm just, I'm an open book, right? I'm out there on Instagram. I'm out there on social. You can just figure out who I am. But putting words to someone and putting words to speak to their business, which is so personal, mm-hmm. is such a big task. It is. And I know that at least for the clients that I've talked with other business owners, it's one of the things that t- they tend to be the most nervous of, understandably, is having someone or at least delegating that portion of their business that's more client facing. And so what's one of the things that I recommend for business owners, especially if this is the first time that they're really delegating that admin stuff, is let's start in the back end of your business, things that'll help you in the back end that aren't client facing. Once you feel like, okay, this is going well, I kind of like this. Then we move into the more client facing role. Once we've figured each other out, once we've figured out that communication, the style, all of those things, and then it's much more of a smooth transition if you're nervous about that to start with. That was literally my next question for you is what's a first good step for someone? I mean, if they're thinking about backend processes, is there a first step, a first platform, a first tool or system that you recommend they tiptoe into with a VA? So I think it depends on the client's business, of course. But one of the things I love to kind of just prompt my clients with is, okay, when you wake up in the morning, what is the number one thing that you're just like, ah, I haven't done this or I need to do this or this is the number one thing that's just driving me bananas because it's been on my list and it just keeps moving down my to-do list forever. So for some of our clients, it's maybe, let's just get a workflow set up in my CRM or let's tweak this workflow. And for some other businesses, it's like, hey, I really need help with formatting these documents or turning them into some other format. And so it often for our clients, it's just like, there's this one or two nagging things that have been on their list forever. They're just like, oh, push to next week, push to next week. And then they're like, but I really should get this done. That's where I'd love to start. <laughs> I'm giggling because for me, that's always anything to do with math, anything to do with banking, <laughs> finances, yes. reconciliations, all those icky tasks that oh, I just yes. do not like. And those are always at the bottom of the to-do list. And it's like, oh, bummer, didn't have time this week. I guess I'll have to do that next week. That is so, that is such a good question to ask as a starting point. Because honestly, I think we all have those tasks that are like, oh, Oh, really? Darn, I guess I have to go mow the lawn for the next two hours. I can't do that right now. (laughs) I don't even have them in my own business. And I'm just like, well, didn't get a tune this week. I'll do it next week. I mean, I know it gets stuck in your head and you're always like, it gives you all these negative feelings that, okay, let's just have someone help us in this area because clearly I don't want to do it. And I don't necessarily generally need to be doing it. Like it's not normally for creatives. It's not normally the reason you got into your business. It's not your creative work. That's the stuff you want to be doing. So let's work on delegating that piece of your business. Do you ever wish you actually had a copywriter on call? That's what's possible when you book a VIP day with me. From a website copy polish or a custom long form sales page to an email welcome sequence or launch sequence, I'll flex my done for you muscles and take on your top priority to do's in a half day or a full day VIP experience. Whether you've got one project or a full slate of copy related tasks, I'll work behind the scenes to craft word magic that feels authentic to you and your brand. By the end of the day, you'll have your project in hand or implemented live on your website or email list. If this sounds like exactly what you need, head on over to whatsarahsaid.com slash VIP to learn more. So one of the questions that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast is, 
about the blocks that their clients are experiencing. And specifically when it comes to the work that you do, I'm curious about these clients that you serve and how you see them experiencing blocks that prevent them from just showing up as the creatives they are. Maybe they're overwhelmed by systems and don't know where to start, or maybe they just don't understand what it means to infuse their personality into something automated and stiff, like a tool. So I would love to know what you see your clients experiencing when it comes to those blocks that prevent them from showing up as they are as creatives. That's such a great question, because I think especially in this creative world that we both work in, a lot of the blocks that I experience with my clients is that piece of both delegation and adding in systems, because kind of as we've talked about, it feels so stiff. It feels like this is gonna take the personality out of my business. This is gonna turn my business into a robot or something that doesn't feel like me. And that's not the experience. I wanna have this high touch experience with my clients. I wanna make it feel custom and I want it to feel really warm. And what I have realized over a course of years is actually adding these systems in place can help you do that even better. And yes, it's gonna take some work to set up, we're gonna have to figure out things, but it allows you to almost have the better client's experience. It allows you to have the space so that you can go above and beyond. And so, yeah, we're gonna have to work through some things of what does it look like? What does the timing look like? What does the language look like? And that is gonna be a hurdle that we're gonna have to go through and kind of work and adjust things. But when you get to that other side, it's like, oh, all of this admin stuff or these reminder emails, They sound like me, they're going out automatically, I'm not having to think about it. So then it's freeing up my brain space to be like, I can serve you even better. I can come to a photo shoot more refreshed or I can come to your copy and be like, my brain is in it because I'm not bogged down by all of this other stuff that requires to run a business. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really the proof is in the pudding, right? You put in the work to make sure that the system is built for you and to reflect you and your heart for your business and your heart for serving your clients. And then you see how it works. And that's all the reinforcement you need to get over that block. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's not fun while you're in it to be like, oh, I'm setting all these things up. It's hard. Oh, this doesn't sound fun. But it's like, once you get there, it's just you'll free up so much in your business. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's gold. That's worth gold for sure. (laughs) What do you hear from clients who have experienced that weight lifting off of their shoulders and really feel like they're showing up even in a system or a tool that is a way that feels authentic? They're showing up in a way that serves their people authentically and allows them to have that brain space for whatever creative work they do. What do your clients say? One of the best kind of feedback I've gotten from one of my clients, she's a therapist and she was telling me that she's been in her business for 10 years by herself before she even thought of bringing someone else in because she was like, this is such an intimate business and things like that. But we've started helping with just some of that admin that's not client focused, but she's like, for the first time, I feel like I actually have time to step away from my business to just experience life more. And she was like, Mm. I love my business. I love what I'm doing, but I hadn't realized how much time I was spending in it and not like taking a step back and enjoying other parts of my life as well. And that just to me is like, that's what I want. Like we all love our businesses. That's what we created them for. Let's spend as much time in there as we want. But we also have this whole other part of our lives that we don't want to miss or not to enjoy as well. Oh my gosh, that's powerful. Yeah, I think I differentiate a lot with my clients about working in your business versus working on your business. And honestly, when working in your business is like, if I'm serving clients, that's the stuff that fills me up. 
But when it comes to like, oh, I need to report my sales tax. <laughs> when it comes to that types of stuff and the back end stuff, right? It just feels like, it feels draining. It feels draining mm-hmm. to me at least. And I, I'm so glad there are people out there like you that are like, I got that. I'll take care of that for you. I think that that's a really key piece in not only balancing the on your business versus in your business part of life, but just the fact that we are business owners who have lives, balancing that too. Yes. And I know it can be so hard, especially in the beginning of my business. I was horrible at it. I was just like, we're all in business all the time. Here I go. And then I was like, well, this is not sustainable for the long haul, which is what I want to do. So we've got to figure out some ways to make this work for the long haul. So I can't go and burn myself out. Yeah. Sustainability is something that is really crucial for any type of business, creative or not. I think honestly, Mm -hmm. business sustainability isn't just about, can I make money doing this? But it's about really, can I sustain this level of input, this level of output for a long time? And it's just not about profitability. It's about so much more than that. So I would love to hear your thoughts on what that's looked like for you, your journey towards that kind of sustainable business model. I'm sure your team plays a big part in that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would say in the beginning of my business, I was definitely heading towards probably burnout because I was just like, let's do this all the time. I'm totally in for it. This is exciting. And then you almost sometimes, even if you're running in your zone of genius and really enjoying it, you're not even thinking like, oh, I can't do this level of energy forever. And so that's when I started being like, okay, let's add another team member who can help support me so that when I do take a vacation, someone else feels like they can handle client communication. So I don't feel like I'm leaving them in a place that's like they're hanging, but I can take the time away I need. And then I added a team member and I was like, oh, this is really nice. I like this. Well, what if we brought in another one to help support in this area that I am not as strong in and they're better at? And then over time, we've just added that that has allowed me to be like, okay, I can do the things that I really need to be doing for my clients, but then I can add in other team members. And one of the things I love about it is my team members, they have their own businesses or their moms and they're supporting their families. And it's like, oh, really cool. I get to invest in them and what they're wanting to do along with my clients. And I was like, everyone is building their businesses. And I was like, this is so cool. This is like a fun space to be in. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, right? When you can say, I'm serving my clients and we as an agency are serving our clients, but I also get to invest in you, team member. I also get to invest in what you're trying to build, the life you're trying to cultivate. That is beautiful. I love that so much. It's so cool. And I'm learning, definitely learning a lot about what that looks like because I've just kind of made this up. And like, what does it look like to be a leader or to have team members? And so it's a lot of learning, but it's a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. None of us are like born managers. I honestly feel like everybody has to kind of build those skills. And so I love that it's been an evolution for you and that you're committed to that leadership role of learning how best to serve your people. That speaks volumes for sure. So tell us a little bit about the delegation guide that you have set up for your people and for anyone who's really wondering, where do I start? What do I do? I know my plate is too full. What can I get off my plate? What can I outsource? Yeah, absolutely. So I created this guide originally for my own clients who were like, who came to us and be like, 
I need help, but I don't know where to start. I don't even have the ideas of what could I take off my plate. And so I started listing off things that we were working with other clients on in different areas and admin or marketing or tech support that we we're assisting other clients with them being like, hey, here's just a list of ideas. And then the more I developed this list, I was like, this is really good just for anyone in business to think about, hey, my plate looks too full, but I don't know where to start to start getting things off my plate. Here are just some ideas of ways we work with our clients, but that you could just start to look at and think about, oh, I could potentially delegate that and that piece and get it off my plate or this piece and get it off my plate to anyone who you might want to work with. Yeah. And categorizing it is so, so smart, right? Because if you feel like you're drowning in your business because you're doing all the things and wearing all the hats, maybe there's one hat in particular that you're like, oh, I need to drop kick this off my list. And so maybe it's the admin hat or maybe it's the marketing side. The tech side, hello, that is me. <laughs> the tech side can be really overwhelming sometimes. And so I love that you categorize that guide to really meet the people where they are and say, look, where are you feeling overloaded and what can we take off your plate? Love yeah. That. What does it look like to work with you guys? Is it a set number of hours per month? How does that work? Where do you serve people best and how do you like to serve people best? So we have two options that we partner with our clients on. So the first option is basically a monthly retainer, a set number of hours a month. We have some minimums, but then we work with our clients to determine what's the best fit for them each month. And then it's month to month. And as part of that, we love getting on calls and discussing the projects that you want completed that month. And along with like, where are you hoping to grow this quarter and this year? And how can we help support you in those ways? So that's an ongoing monthly support. And we also offer what people call like VIP days. We call them project days. If you have a big project or maybe one or two smaller projects that you really are like, I just need help moving my email marketing system to a new platform and I just want it done now or something of that nature, we can also do one-off project days where we meet with you to beforehand kind of talk through those projects and then our team dedicates the entire day to kind of working on finishing that project. And then we provide two follow-up calls just to make sure you feel really set. So that's really good if you are like, I'm overwhelmed with this project now, but I don't need ongoing support at the moment. I love that flexibility too, is really allowing you to meet people where they are and what they need most in that moment that they're feeling the most overwhelmed. That's crucial. I love that. So thank you so, so much for chatting with me and for being here. Everybody, be sure to check out the Delegation Inspiration Guide. We are going to have the link for you in the show notes. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, this is your Copywriter On Call signing off. Thanks for listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. If this episode has you feeling all sorts of inspired to show up as yourself online, click that subscribe button so you don't miss my stories or practical advice to help you express your quirky, vulnerable, and authentic self online. Chat soon. Love listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast? Ratings and reviews mean everything to podcast hosts like me. I like to think of it as a modern day spin on fan mail. Your feedback helps me share my show with more creative business owners just like you who want to feel empowered to show up authentically online. Thanks for listening.